The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is an exclusive presentation of Dallas Cowboys Breaking News. Welcome to a special edition of a podcast, I guess, today, after the first round of the draft. And boy, what a hodgepodge of talent do we have on this thing, if you can even call this talent. But we have some experts, and I'm sure we all have big feelings in this room. Just raise a hand just real quick before I introduce you guys. Who, who's, who's okay with the pick? Um, okay. Who's good with the pick? Who likes the pick? Okay. All right. Well, I will introduce you to everyone that likes I'm the good. pick. Good. I'm good with the pick. That will be <laughs> Rob Phillips. Kidding. Welcome to the show, Rob Phillips. Welcome to the show, Rob. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Bless me. Thank you. Uh, Isaiah Stanbeck, Hello, is, he likes the pick. Yeah, I like the pick. Nick Eatman is good with the pick. Good with the pick. You like the pick. You picked a man in the magazine as your or, or on the website as yeah. your Yeah, that's what I thought they would pick, but I mean You have some concerns. We'll see. We'll, we'll see if you like it. But but the thing is is we we need to talk about like this whole notion of well they could have got him in the second round. That's a bunch of crap. Like they, they weren't gonna get him. They needed a lineman. Mm-hmm. He wasn't gonna be there. And and they that's who they needed to get. Mm-hmm. They I, must get a lineman. I don't care what Steven and them said. They needed, you know, it was a must. And they got him. Need, must, semantics. <laughs> they needed semantics a lineman. <laughs> they needed a guy who could play guard or at least compete right away at guard. Mm-hmm. Um, but Nick, real, Nick brings up a good point. Because I think fans, maybe fans think that they've got 32 first-round grades every year. They had a low number this year. They had 14. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Typically, it might be 20, yeah. might be a little less than 20. So that's why Jerry was hesitant to say we had a second-round grade on him. And he was, I think he was the second-highest second-round grade yeah. that they had, 16th overall on their board. Um, but that's that's why he said he's a first-round player in our minds because we couldn't have waited. Yeah. I'm couldn't telling have waited. you, on Wednesday, I was told he was the – Tyler Smith had the second-highest second-round grade on the board. And, and – the highest one, I think, was the safety from Georgia, Seen. So he was available. They could have taken him. He was the highest-rated player on their board from what I was told, and I think even what Jerry kind of said, that was true. But then they went with, you know, what's a need? Because <laughs> they've signed two safeties, and mm-hmm. they haven't signed an offensive lineman, so obviously it was a bigger need. And Isaiah, I'll ask you this. I mean, at some point, you just need a – you just need a big MFR mm-hmm. to get in there and block and move <laughs> okay. people around. Well, you got that, right? I can't tell you how many times have I st- said on the show, on a previous Talking Cowboys, that they need a big nasty. They need a big Whoa. nasty. Many times. Well, I mean, I know. We one, just mentioned the best there's show. There's only one big nasty. There's only one big nasty. Okay? What's that? Corliss Williamson is the big nasty, okay, and there's only understand. one. No, but, there's, there's a couple but big nasty. a big nasty. Yeah, you need yeah. a big nasty. I mean, you needed a guy that came in there and that was going to support, it was going to pretty much book in Tyler Biotis, right? You you do. You weren't ready to replace him yet, right? You know he hasn't been bad enough for you to go ahead and just move on from that project. He's been good enough, right? So, I mean, it's debatable. So, I mean, but he hasn't – I don't think he's lost you any ball games. So, I think that you put – obviously, you have all pro on the, on the right side – you have an all-pro on the right side. You put somebody else on the left side that can learn from Tyron, 
right? We know that he's not going to be around forever. So you need somebody that can play both positions potentially because we know how valuable swing tackles and versatile offensive linemen are here with the Dallas Cowboys. So I think that this was a, a perfect pick for them in terms of who they were able to uh, to be able to go out and grab. Yeah, I you know I I, I said there's a, I wrote this last night. There's a lot of ways to label picks. We we say like you know best available player, biggest need. Um, a now pick, a later pick. I think this guy almost addresses all of that. Mm-hmm. I think he was their biggest need. I think he, I think he was their best available player, other than that one safety. But I think of you know he was their best available player. I think he helps them now at guard. I think he helps them later, and then, like Isaiah said, a, pre, a premier position. Mm-hmm. And a weird thing too about this guy, he's going to play left guard. Tyler Smith is going to play right next to a Tyler and a Smith. Yep, Tyron Smith. Tyler yeah, Biotis, that was a that Tyler was a Smith. that was a weird story I wrote last night where it was like Tyron Smith, Tyler Ty- Smith, Tyron Tyler. Tyler, Tyler. I mean, I'm going to screw that up many <laughs> times over the next yeah. twelve Biotis. months, twenty four yeah. months, however long. Um, real quick, there's a tweet from Dane Brugler, friend of the Draft Show, and uh, you know he puts out the beast every year. He studies all these guys. Mm-hmm. He knows, you know, he said Tyler Smith currently very raw, undisciplined hands, chaotic chaotic timing leads to balance issues, but. He said what Nick just said. Like he, he can come in right away. Mm-hmm. You hope he can start at guard. I don't think he's played it since high school. Played. He only had 23 starts at Tulsa, all at left tackle. But that would be the hope. And Mike said he'll take some reps at left tackle. I don't know if they view him as a potential swing tackle or a insurance policy for Tyron if Tyron misses games, which Tyron has not had a complete season since 2015. So there's that, and then there's the down the road thing that Nick mentioned and Nick wrote about last night. So there's that. So I get why fans are don't like the pick. Like you raise the hands at the start of the show. I think mm-hmm. there's fans that would not raise their hand. And maybe they're thinking about Taco in 2017 to some degree because Taco didn't play a lot, didn't start a lot of games at Michigan, didn't have a lot of production. But the Cowboys said upside, upside. That upside never showed up. They're counting on upside here. And I think what Will McClay said last night really stuck out to me uh, in terms of you know they they kept getting asked about all the penalties he had in college, and that's that's a problem. That was a problem here last year. Um, but Will had a quote about he's big, he's a big, athletic, physical man that's going to play in a big, athletic, physical league, and that's what we liked about him. You can't teach that. You can't teach his size, his strength. And I'm not sure Isaiah, you can teach his temperament. Like Get we talked to him on the phone last night. He talked about I'm a nasty, physical player. I don't know if that necessarily can be taught no. at the NFL level. No, it's a mentality. It's a mentality. You know, you saw his interviews um, last night when, when he was speaking about how that is really bred in that Tulsa program, right? It's taught. It's, it's expected in that program. So now, you now obviously, you go out and you get somebody who has a physical stature and who has the, 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 the attributes that you're looking for at that particular position. But also, like you said, having that tenacity, having that, that kind of that dog. That, you know, we talk about the offensive alignment, having big nasty. Big nasty doesn't necessarily mean like just a big physical man, it means like a mentality, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. when I was here playing for Dallas, we had a whole line of big nasties, right? We had a big, big flow. He was a mean little bastard, right? And then you had nothing little. Yeah, I know, him. I know, I know. He was mean. so flow was mean. Even he was the a bully. Meanness was yeah. a little. Yeah, but flow was His a bully. His voice was kind of mm-hmm. soft. Right? And then we had Leonard Davis. Leonard was a bully. Right, he was a large human being, but he was a bully, quiet, soft-spoken guy. But he's gonna drive you to the ground. Andre Gerard is the biggest bully I know. Right, he's gonna try to, he's gonna play nasty, he's gonna do dirty stuff behind the scenes, like all those things that you need. And then we had, you know, Kyler, we had Kyler uh, Kozar, and then we also had big, big uh, Columbo. We had a you. line full yeah. of guys that wanted to fight. 
Like they just wanted to fight, and they wanted they were they were hoping that you would say something crazy to them because if they couldn't get you, their boy was going to get you, and that's the type of player this guy feels like. I feel like he is. You know, Lyle Collins was sort of that way as yeah. well, and yeah. Connor Williams had a little bit of that to him too. Even he did. I know? mean, I mean, you ask any of those guys who they would take yeah. into a bar fight, and his name came up a lot. I mean, Connor you know? Williams. I mean, he fought Aaron Donald at, at practice. Yeah. You know, I mean, he wasn't afraid of it. I mean, so those those guys, and you're right, you have to re- replace them. But I I do think that you know, from a just from a size standpoint, just stature alone, I mean, I've always think, man, they don't push people back, and I think he should be able to do that. I was impressed with some of the tape that I saw. Um, you know, when I'm watching Tulsa, you know, when I watch those highlights, any highlight, anything, my biggest pet peeve is don't show me against Arkansas Pine Bluff. Like, show me against, if you're an SEC yeah. team, show me against Alabama or Auburn. Mm-hmm. And I liked some of the stuff that I saw against Oklahoma State that he was playing, turning people inside, really using his body. And there's reps out there on Twitter, too, where he's getting tossed around. But that that happens. He's he's 20, he turned 21 three weeks ago. And I'm not comparing him to Tyron Smith, but when they drafted Tyron 11 years ago, he was 20 years old. Mm-hmm. So they're looking at a guy who's young, who hasn't played a lot, but they see the physical traits. And they think that the penalty part of things can be coached away. Because they've done that so well, well this past year. <laughs> not so well. Let's talk, let's but, talk, but, but, let's but, talk can, about penalties real quick. Okay. okay. I have a, I, Go ahead. Well, I, I would just say the, the counterpoint to that is, yes, that's a huge problem. They mm-hmm. can't have that continue. Like that's That co- that helped cost them the playoff game. But if you're going to knock them for that, let's let's point out that you know Terrence Steele's an undrafted rookie in the last two years. Now he's developed into a starter. Like Let's not say they can't develop linemen. And and I think the developing Bayadish right Biotish now. Bayadish right mean. now, and with their track record in the first round, I'm not saying he's necessarily going to be a Tyron Smith or a Zach Martin or a Travis Redrick, but maybe they should get a little bit of a benefit of the doubt for what they've done at that position in the first round over the last decade. And and I think you also have to point this out too. He played at Tulsa. His head coach is Philip Montgomery. Okay. I I've I've known him in the past. He used to be on the staff at Baylor. Art Browse and those guys, that that staff, that offense is different than other offenses, okay? They they probably get they snap the ball every fifteen seconds. They probably have three hundred more snaps than other teams do. So his twelve his twelve penalties is a is a lot in our stat, but he's playing a lot now. When he gives up two sacks, he only gives up two sacks. That's a stat that sounds oh, that's a good stat. You could say, well, he's holding people that were he would give up more sacks. Or they, they get the ball out so quick. So that's not a great stat for him that like he's only giving up two sacks because they're not they're not playing long enough for that. So on one hand, I, I, I think that the, 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 the part about him not giving up sacks is is a little misleading. I think the I think the holding penalty is also misleading. He's having to play a lot more football than other other guys are. It's get to the line, go, 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 get to the line, block, 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 get to the line. That's their offense. And so you gotta be a little careful with, with judging those For guys. For sure. And then but you also have to take into it the fact that he's not gonna be on an island. Here in Dallas, yeah. he's not going to be on an island. He's going to be between two other large human beings, and he's going to have support, and they're going to work together in unison. When you're that left tackle, you are literally on an island by yourself unless you're down blocking. So he's going to have more support than he's had in the past, and whether the holding penalties, that's something they have to attack because that lost Connor Williams' job last year, obviously. But that would be something that he'll have a whole OTAs to work through. He'll have all of the camp to work through. So he'll have an opportunity to come in and catch up with the speed. Phil. Yeah, and I would say this. Like, I know our fans weren't ecstatic, or the majority of them weren't ecstatic. There were a few people cheering out on the plaza. Just wait. Because if if you're basing this off, like, who the guy is and offensive line, 
I'm not going to bet against Will McClay in this in this mm-hmm. staff when it comes to drafting an offensive lineman I mean, in the first round. Look, remember a guy named Travis Frederick that everybody's no. like, oh my God, who's yeah. this guy? They reach for this guy. It's very similar Turned late first round. Really yeah, very similar you know? comparison. But what, what in terms did people of that. want? Yeah. Right. Uh, what did they want? I mean, Micah that, Parsons, which you're not this. picking well, in the top ten well, this year, here, and so everybody wants to score points, but right. nobody wants to get offensive well, line. Here's my here's my here's, <laughs> here's, my, here's my question for y'all because I think I think our whole fan base was on board with an offensive lineman. I think my question to you guys is: This guy sounds like he's a little bit of a developmental guy, right? Like he's going to start and work his way in and work his way out. Yeah. Was there a guy there? Lyndon Baum was there that went right after us that could have started center that lets you know what they think about Biotis, right? Like. They, yeah, uh, it was there a guy there that they could have taken that's like, no, this guy's coming in and he's starting. It sounds like this guy has the potential to start, but he's going to have some work to do. Like, I think that's what the fans are like. Okay, this guy, you got to develop him. Couldn't you have gotten a guy that comes in and immediately he's. But Linderbaum here. doesn't fix the, their biggest need. Yes. Right. Their biggest need was guard. Yep. They, yeah. they're, they're telling you that. I don't know if I necessarily agree, but they think that the Otis is further down the road than McGovern. So they, they need to fix. They feel like the center can be okay. Mm-hmm. You put a big guy next to him and Zach Martin, yep. that Biotis will continue to make this thing go. So they, I, I agree with you. Like what 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 else did you want? Devin Lloyd from Utah. I, that might be part of it. That there were some defensive guys who fell that people had heard about. Devin Lloyd, Nicobe Dean, Jermaine Johnson, top edge rusher. Yeah, uh, Daniel Carl Jeremiah is on yeah. NFL Network. He's playing last night and saying he's our he's my ninth rated guy. And it's did like he have a good, right did there. he have a good night? <laughs> Daniel Jeremiah. I, I mean, like, that, and that's and, and nothing against these guys study, but but I, I just think it's funny when fans are like, "This this guy's not any good." I'm like, "Says who? Says says the people on the big boards and all that." And and our guys, our draft show guys, I mean, they work hard yeah. to, to to study these. Yes, they still they still look at four or five games. You know, like that's all that's all you have time for if you want to study 400 guys. These guys over there, I mean. I'll give you. Let me give you a stat real quick. This 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 is surprising. You said you're not going to bet against Will McClay. Mm-hmm. Dave Hellman and I looked at the last five years, first round picks in the last five years are in the whole league. It's 160 guys. I think it's not, I think five years, 160 guys. How many Pro Bowlers do you think there are in 160 first round picks in the last five years? Out of 160. Out of 160. This is the last five. First round picks. How many of them make the pro? Have made a Pro Bowl? Maybe twenty percent. Twenty percent. Yeah, I was gonna say about thirty. Thirty. It's twenty. Twenty-one guys, which is twelve percent. Wow. So in the last twenty years, the Cowboys have nineteen first round picks, and fourteen of them have made the Pro Bowl. See, that's seven. That's what I'm talking about. Percent. Y'all just wait, Cowboy fans. So wait. Give us some time. You can throw Taco and Mo Claiborne and Bobby Carpenter and Felix and Marcus Spears all day long. But then the rest of them. And we'll and we'll come back all with all these other guys. I mean, so especially offensive linemen. Yeah. So I mean, I just. That's a great. That's a great fact. A lot of numbers. You got to process some numbers, but I mean, seventy-three percent. And I and I could go back the last twenty years in the NFL. I don't know what it, what it is. I mean, yeah. it's probably about that. How sick would Cowboys fans be had they passed on this and grabbed a, def- a defender? Had they passed on this on this pick mm-hmm. and grabbed a defender and then waited for their next opportunity now to, get, to dra- now you get O line. Who are you picking up? You right. think you think this guy's raw? Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you getting? Yeah. It's a position that you have to fill. For your you, starter at yeah. Hofstra. 
You'd be walking in. Have a team. You'd be walking in tonight with two picks, being like, "Well, we we need a guard, we need a, yeah. a slash tackle, we need a wide receiver, yeah, and, and maybe an edge rusher." And no, oh, wait, we have two picks. You know, yeah. that's that's part of the deal, man. But it's not like they super reach. Back to Nick's point, mm-hmm. they did not. Yeah. And and it, this is a fact. Steven said this last night. There's a team that tried to trade up with them right before, and they said no. And Steven got a text right after that said, this was, that was our guy. Good thing he didn't trade with us. So it's not like they're just on this island reaching yeah. for a guy who would have gone at 50. He would have been gone anyway. Yeah. We're going to take some phone calls. Call us, 888-855-2297. We've got someone on hold. No cussing. Before we, before we get to that, I just want to throw this out there. Did the Eagles just become the, oh, the favorite in the division? I mean, if, if their quarterback can be average or a little bit above average – and what they added on defense, mm. like, are they the are they hands down the favorite right now? I don't know if they're the I don't think they're the favorite, but I I looked at when, Jordan Davis was my favorite pick and the favorite guy in the whole draft. We we talked about him yeah. on Talking Cowboys, and when they made that pick, I was like, well, Jeez. I hope the Cowboys are getting a guard here at twenty four because they've got to block him now. They twice got a guy bigger than him, and they got yeah. Maybe, yeah. I, I mean, mean, seriously. I mean, it'll that'll be that, that tandem is. I mean, I was gonna, disgusting. I was going to say they can't. Is they disgusting, can't, and they have other guys. They have a problem handling Fletcher Cox by every himself. time they play him by, by himself. himself. You put this guy in there with him. What are you going to do? And Sweat wasn't around last time. All these guys, like they, they Hargrove, they have. I mean, mm-hmm. nasty. Let's go to the break. Yeah. <laughs> We're not taking breaks. Oh, we're not, we're taking, not taking breaks. breaks. Oh, freaking. We're going to just go to the phones. Chris, who do we have on the phone? <sighs> 30-second rule, by the way. I told you, but I forgot who it is. He's in San Antonio. <laughs> Bring him on. Who we got? Hey, what's going on? This is Tony. What's up, Tony? Thanks for holding, man. We got we got long-winded. We got a lot to say today. Oh, no problem. Here, I'll try to make this quick. First of all, the whole point about not liking the pick is because of our coaches. I just I don't believe that we could scheme up uh, uh, to get good quality blocking out of our whole offensive line group. And then to put him out there, especially when the Eagles are drafting – the big boy Jordan Davis, and you know, I just think that our quality coach is under Dan Quinn. We should have really just built our defense. So that's what we should have done, at least in my opinion. It should have just we got to believe in the coaches and what they're going to do. We're going to develop a guy, at least develop him on the defense. Where our defense is on the rise and our offense is going down, right, so why right. not? Wait, 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 wait. I, I hate I, that was a bad cutoff for, for no. him. I, I get the thirty second rule, but I'm just saying. You know. All right, keep going. Okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, it, you want? That's fine. All I'm, all I'm saying. Then <laughs> wait a minute. We agreed before we no, came on the you, air. You agreed. No, uh, you said you wanted to do anything other than what the other option was. Okay. And th- this is turning into no, the that, other option. I just said it was a bad. It was a bad cutoff for him, not oh, for you. So hey, no, Chris, how about when he's got ten seconds left, do the Mario drop? Just give him the ten second no, point. No, but, as a but, warning. So he okay. can wrap it up. It's fine. It's fine. But it's but, but it just to me that's hypocritical. That's a hypocritical statement yes. to say to say we build the defense and so the offense is on is defense is on the rise. Offense is going down, so let's not fix the offense. You want this thing to be level. Right, I mean, if something does, yeah, I Tony, thanks for the call, man. But I'm on the total <laughs> opposite end of the fence on this you one. You built I'm, the defense. Yeah, you, you, you got a, a stud. You got some good players. So let's fix this offense. I mean, when Tony was talking, I thought I thought Rob farted over there because the yeah, face that you were just, making. You you really didn't agree with that. No, opinion. Tony. Yeah, Tony, Tony. Yeah, no, we're not on the same page, <laughs> bro. Because you, <laughs> your greatest investment on this team is at what position? Quarterback. Quarterback. 
All right, cool. All right, that's that's, that's all right, all right. when we start looking at some of the other guys. All right, quarterbacks number one. Then you looking at who? Who? I mean, I mean, name your top five guys. Your top five guys are probably on most of them on offense. Mm-hmm. Okay, would everybody agree on that? Yeah. Okay, cool. So now that we've agreed on that, now let's look at the fact you have to be able to move the ball. This offensive line did not move the ball the way in which they wanted to. They were still effective because of a scheme. But they did not. They were not able to line up and bully ball like the Dallas Cowboys' identity of this organization has always been. They were not able to do that. They did not have the personnel to efficiently and effectively run the ball last year. Do we agree on that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now we have a quarterback that had a couple of issues in camp. Had a couple of issues during the season. You might want to kind of keep him upright, right? He's a, he's a guy that you want around here and healthy. Guess what? You need to make sure that he feels confident and secure standing up there in the doggone pocket to be able to deliver the ball to all these receivers, and I'm sure they're going to grab some more uh, that, that they have in, in, this, in this locker room. So if you can't secure the line of scrimmage and control the line of scrimmage because you're going to be playing against 700 pounds of grown men when you play against Philly just in their two, uh, just in their two techniques right there, right inside, inside the gaps. Yep. You're going to have 700 pounds. If you can't block that up, what do you think that you're going to do? I don't care what your defense looks like. Look at look at the certain matchups that they played last year where they really struggled with Connor Williams and then Biotish in there, you know, left guard center. Kansas City comes to mind, Tampa comes to mind, San Francisco comes to mind. And, and these are one one person was wrecking everything. Yeah, and my last image of this offense was Dak getting pressured the most times he's been pressured the whole season against San Francisco and this offense couldn't run the ball, but averaged like just over 100 yards the last half of the season. Like they have to fix it. Question now is: Can Tyler Smith come in and be a plug and play left guard? We'll, Man, we'll see. We'll see. But they certainly hope he can be. If, if he's your 16th player on your board, and, and he feels a need, he better come start. He has to start. He, I, yeah, he has to. I just don't. He, think he's not he, just a future left tackle. Yeah, I just don't yeah. think you draft a guy at that spot if he's if that question hasn't already been answered yeah. in the war in the war room of. Does he come in and play? Now, I asked the question to Stephen Jones, and he didn't really. He said, oh, I don't know about, you know, come in and start right away. And I'm like, uh-oh. But we're talking about guard. We're not talking about tackle. And that's not to demean the position, but the demands of a left guard are extremely less than a left tackle. Yeah. So the position that he played in college, if he was coming in here and we're expected to play left tackle, that's a whole other conversation, yeah. right? Because you're going to be facing some of the league's best at that position. We're not facing Aaron Donald every week. You're not facing an Aaron Donald every week, and you're not going to be facing a Philly every week, twice a year now. But they're going to be, you're not going to be facing teams that have multiple dominant guys on the inside. Now you got Washington and teams like that, but these guys, you still have help on both sides. You're not by yourself. So the fact that it's a lot easier to grab a guard or grab a tackle and convert him over to a guard temporarily, and him still be effective. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Chris, we got another call. Yes, we do. <laughs> We got Eric in North Carolina. Oh, no, Eric, what's up? Oh, no, he hung up. What's oh, up? Oh, man. <laughs> Did he hang up? I, I, I or was that user error back there? Was that you nah, hanging up? He sounded busy back there, Chris. Right, he's got a backup. He, he's ready. Here okay. comes another one. Okay, oh, I, I can got, hear I, the phone. Oh, I'm sorry. I've got, I've got <laughs> Eli and Corpus Christi. Eli, how's it going? Oh, pretty good, pretty good, guys. Love you guys. Each and every one of y'all listen to y'all all the time. I think uh, I know I got 30 seconds. I just wanted to say that <laughs> I, I think the whole thing that y'all are missing is that we've done this with Connor McGovern. We've done this with uh, Williams. We've we've done the second round talent and and for reaching for it. And I know you bring up uh, 
uh, our center, um, Frederick, and, and, and other situations. There's going to be good and there's going to be bad, but I've seen too many bad decisions on the guard position lately to trust that a first-round pick who who's a red – I mean – who did not have a, a good college career to begin with. That's not uh, true. That's not I mean, true. well, he's a freshman All-American. He was a freshman All-American, and he made and he made All Conference in, in the American Athletic Conference, which you can say what you want. It also had a team in the in the Final Four of the of the you know in Cincinnati, which Tulsa almost beat, by the way. Uh, I mean, that's not to, that's not true that he did not have a good college career. He had a really good. He's, he's not, he can't even buy a beer, First and he's over here. And he, yeah, I mean, he's like twenty years old. Like that's that that narrative. I don't know who you're listening to. That's not true. He did have a good college career, and and you can if you want to compare him just to the position to Connor Williams and and Connor McGovern. That's good luck because because they were both light in the ass. They were not movers like this guy's a house. Like this, it's it's different. And and I'm not saying he's going to be great. I don't know. I'm just saying. You can't just go around saying, well, this didn't work, this didn't work. I mean, well, let's don't pick him because Reggie Robinson didn't work out at Tulsa, so let's don't take this guy. You know, I mean, it just, you, you can't, you, it's not, it's unfair to everybody to just compare that way. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, they're still trying. He, I mean, Connor Williams is not a bad player, but as a second round draft pick, you would have hoped you could have. He would have played well enough to where you're, okay, we want to keep him for a second contract. That didn't happen. Connor McGovern. Has had some good and some bad. Obviously, they're looking to upgrade that position. So I see his point. Overall, they've had more hits than misses on the offensive line. I will just say that. I, you know, and hey, every five years or so, they haven't had a good first round pick. Mm-hmm. Five years ago, Taco. Five years before that, Mo Claiborne. I don't know if that's going to repeat itself. When you're drafting at the back of the first round, there's less margin for error. There just is. Yeah. But. And in this draft, this draft was bananas. Like Ooh. the way it unfolded, and the trading, and like the, the run on players, and the I told you, you know, gonna have it too. The defensive guys, players are going to be. Oh yeah. yeah, it was yeah. crazy. So like Isaiah's point earlier, like what were you supposed to yeah, do? I don't know what people like. What, what did you want to take a receiver that was the people like? Best receiver I think people like the shiny. Like, they like the shiny stuff. You well, know? for sure. And fans might say, "Well, how about spend some money in free agency so you're not." Potentially reaching, but they don't view it like they're reaching in this. In the and, and Nick's right. Like we'll see how it turns out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not betting against Will yeah. in the first round. I'm not. I'm not doing it. Just let me. Yeah. Let me see. Yeah. Let's get into the season. I don't. We'll I don't think happens. this was. I don't think this was a reach. Heck no. No. Mm-mm. Everybody wants Zeke to get back to being Zeke. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what everybody's crying about last year. Zeke doesn't look like Zeke. But as soon as you draft somebody that's going to help him look more like Zeke, people are like, oh, we should have went the other direction. Yeah. You know, this this guy, if you just look at his stats, he, I mean, I mean, not stats. I mean, if you look at his video, he doesn't really look like a tackle to me. He looks like a guard. guard. Yeah. And and I was surprised, Rob, I mean, you can kind of – you remember most of these guys. I was surprised how many tackles played played college football tackle that the Cowboys have moved to, to guard. Lyle I mean, Collins. I, I, I counted like seven guys, mm. you know, since I've been here. I mean, Flozell Adams was way back, but he did it for a couple years and then eventually moved. Connor Williams, Lyle, Zach Martin, Ron Leary. Um, I think I'm missing a, a, at least one more. But, I mean, the guys that play tackle that just instantly come in and play guard. And here's another one. Chris, got another phone call. I do, and if this guy hangs up on me again, I'm gonna be so mad. Who is we it? Got, we got Eric in North Carolina. Eric, what's for lunch, hey man? Guys, what's up, raising canes, y'all? You know, raising canes. There we go. Chicken tender sandwich. Y'all. All right, all right, all right. He's a regular. 
I was wiping some sauce off my uh, phone. I made a mistake and hung up. So off your what? Off your phone? Oh, I thought you said something else. I was like, that's not where the sauce goes, Eric. It goes on the tenders, not on that part of the chicken. Not those tenders. <laughs> well, I'm going to be real quick, y'all. You know, I, I, I've learned over the last few years to trust this team, to trust the decisions that they make to a certain extent. I, I really like this pick. I think you couldn't really go any other way. And if anybody can coach him up, and it seems he's open to the coaching, and if, if there's anybody that can coach him up, it's Joe Philbin. So I'm very thrilled with this coaching, I mean, with this decision. It reminds me of Travis Federer 2013. There's a lot of knocks on his game, but look look how well he turned out to be. And I feel confident about this kid. I feel like we're going to build a team up in other areas throughout these next few rounds. A lot of talent left. So go Cowboys. And I can't wait to see what we do with the, next, next, with, with, with the rest of the draft. So you guys enjoy the rest of your well, thank you all, and I'll talk to you all later. Thank hey, you, Eric. Hey, Eric, Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, they wish they were they, all the fans were like you. I tell you what. <laughs> they really so, do. I mean, that's positive. Eric is a is a regular on hanging with the boys. Yeah. That's why we always ask him what's for lunch, because he calls in on Friday and tells us what's on. Him and I will tell you what. You heard how, how educated he was, how enthusiastic he was. That's the kind of listeners that, that we – we at Hanging with the Boys, the People Show. Oh my God! We educate. I knew it was we oh, educate our fans, and that's what you get. Now y'all show smart, just, educated. Y'all show just comes on later, so that people have time to actually Google. That's what it is. <laughs> no, that we Was missed that you, Eric. Mean? We hadn't taken calls in a while. It was good to hear from Eric, but I mean, does he ever go non-sponsor? Uh, does, you, he ever, does he ever tell you he, what's he, for lunch? That's not, that's the, yeah. The, you got to dump it. He <laughs> he usually cooks his own stuff. Oh, okay. like he that's how that got started. Like he's always he's he's a he cooks. He's so, a cook. Let me guess. So. The thirty second rule is a Nate Newton rule. A hundred percent. Because Nate was like, "Listen, bro, man, we got to get rid of this guy." <laughs> well, thirty seconds. Shot know, clock. What happened is we had we had callers that would call in and they would literally talk for like three minutes, and we were like, "Okay, we we got Nate about left. We got an hour long show. Like we can't." And Nate, once you lose Nate, he's gone. Once yeah. he does this, yeah. like he's out the rest of the show. So we were like, well, "All right, we got to keep Nate yep. engaged." So. 30 seconds, but no, that was, that was a good call. Yeah, it's good. By the way, Nick, I looked up his snaps. 909 mm. last year. That's a lot of snaps. And, 909. Uh, 909 last year. No wonder in, he's holding. He's in, exhausted. In comparison, Zion Johnson, who everybody wanted, mm-hmm. 777. Okay. So there you go. Did you look up Kenyon Green? I will in a second. For no, that's okay. Thanged but, up a little. Well, you know, Kenyon Green, that I think was one of the not the biggest curveball, but he went that earlier. One, when that when he went off the board, I think that 15, at fifteen yeah. it was like, all right, now this is going to change mm-hmm. things. Yeah, and Jerry said they had Tyler Smith ahead of both guys. I wonder with Kenyon Green if the 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 whispers about his knee mm-hmm. leading up might have dropped him down um, after the combine, but either way. That was kind of the group of guys they were looking at, and and Linderbaum again, center. He's going to be a plug and play guy where he plays, but doesn't fill a need for them no. right now. What, what do you think they're going to do today? Where do you think they go? I do. I, it's I a long think, wait. I think they'll get um, a tight end and a receiver. Those are the two that I'm going to go for. In that order? No receiver, tight end. But but if it, if it, not necessarily. I mean, I think those are the two positions you would. Prefer, but, um, but you know, for some reason that safety keeps popping up, and I don't know why. I just think that 
if there's one that they like, I mean, that which is unlike them, very unlike them. So is is J. Ron Curse going to have LB next to his I name next year? Is that so. basically I think why? Just moving they, they him. just he's in the box and he's a linebacker. No, I don't know. No, no, no. By they, the way, they, they need seven thirty-seven. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. They need linebackers. They really need linebackers. They, I, I think just, so too. They just can't get around that. Yeah. I don't care if it's a if it's a traditional linebacker. I don't care if it's a linebacker. Uh, that likes to run around, but first guy on the book here in our Star Magazine, still there, huh? Still there, Nicobe Dean. Yeah, I don't understand that. I think maybe they try to. I think I it think was he's... because he didn't play on defense that was very good. I, I don't think that Georgia defense was good last year, and no one. I'm just kidding. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it had five guys. What's going the, the explanation? Would they give I up mean, like six points a game? What does he feel? I mean, how does he feel like? <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, he won't be there long. No, he, he, won't, yeah. he won't make. This is one long. of those yeah. 30, 34, yeah. 35 overall. Yeah. Like you know, you're sitting right at the top. Yeah. You mentioned earlier wide receiver. You, how, how many do you think they're going to try to go after? Hopefully, this? only one. Hopefully, only one. I, yeah, I mean, we heard so much this past year, year and a half, about Kellen Moore and his system. Mm-hmm. Uh, they feel as if, uh, I, through their actions, they feel as if they don't need a traditional number one receiver, even though, you know, they let Coop go, and now everybody's like, oh, we're going to make CDs going to step up and be your number one. The reality is Kellen Moore is super-duper confident in his system, and you don't he doesn't feel the need for a number one. So now it's just a matter of, okay, Let's start plugging and playing different attributes and different characteristics of receivers, right? You have a CD who can kind of go inside and outside, um, who can be considered to be dominant. Um, you got Gallup. Well, Gallup's our, our go guy, and he's coming off injury, so let's, we still need to have some stuff. We got uh, Simi. We really don't know what Simi can do, right? He didn't really touch the field much last year. Uh, you pick up James Washington. Okay, James Washington is your more all right, inside kind of slot, slot kind of guy that can get in and out. I think you need another James Washington-ish guy, another Wes Welker-ish, Beasley-ish, you know, one of those type of guys to be able to get you um, those easy five, six-yard, you know, conversions because that ultimately is all this team needs is just be able to move the ball down the field. I don't think that Dak's velocity and his arm is set up to be throwing the ball down the field. I just don't. And I'll get cursed out for that all day long. I don't care. I don't believe, and I said it all year long, and I have a lot of film to back it up. He doesn't have the velocity to push the ball down the field in which people, the way people think that he does. So, with that being the case, he is going to need other options underneath that can free themselves up free themselves up in coverage. And there's not a lot of man coverage nowadays, so you got to have some smart guys that know how to find them way, their way in the zone, which is why you're franchising your, your tight end who nobody else really would have franchised. Yeah, to your point, like Chris Olave was a guy a lot of fans wanted. Mm-hmm. Saints trade up to, I think, to 11 mm-hmm. to get him. And he had a couple different skills that stood out. You know, he's a 4-3 guy, and that speed's great. To Isaiah's point, to me, maybe the best part about his game is his route running, and he can step right in and be a dependable guy where the quarterback knows exactly where he's going to be. And that's what Amari brought more than anything here. I think they got to find a guy who can do that. Just come in as a rookie and be very, very dependable for Dak Prescott. Cedric Wilson did that too, by the way. Cedric Wilson was as quarterback-friendly a receiver, especially a guy you pick in the sixth round, as anybody they've had in a long time. Would you you take a a, (laughs) – Wide receiver. That hurt, that hurt me. That, that hurt that me. Hurt me. Yeah. That hurt me bad. Malik Turner. I was so angry. That was my pet cat. Dude, I was angry. 
I didn't want to see him go. I said when he got on the roster, I said, I said he's gonna be he's gonna be a key contributor. Special teams, special teams, team? and yeah. a dependable receiver. He just didn't get the get the you know the pub, and then they freaking let him walk. I was not a happy. I was player. like when Cedric was gone, I was like, this is time. This is gonna be my guy. Come on, we got another one. And bye. <laughs> go ahead, Nick. Sorry. Would you take Would you take John Mechie from Alabama, knowing that he's had a torn ACL in the uh, SEC championship game? He's might miss some time, and you have Michael Gallup. You no. wouldn't take him. No, we don't. You don't need two ACLs on the team. I'm just no disrespect. I'm, I'm the guy who's had a ton of injuries, but that's not. You don't want to roll, roll the dice. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying with, with double snake eyes. Would you have done it with Jamison Williams? Nope. You wouldn't have done that. Not here. Okay. What about you, Rob? What do you think they're going to go for um, today, today? I would say uh, receiver. You know, it depends on what falls to them, mm-hmm. or you know, maybe they get aggressive. I don't know, but but. Receiver and tight end's a good one. I might say edge rusher too, because you can't wait. If you want to add there, you can't wait too long, you know, to find a guy <laughs> yeah. who can come in and make an impact for you. So I'd say, you know, those two or three spots. And the Mechie question is good, interesting, Nick, because I'm with Isaiah in that they need a healthy guy to come in because you don't know how much right. time uh, Michael Gallup's going to miss right off the bat. But they have a history here of second. Second they, round. They treat the second round as mm-hmm. well, we can hedge a little bit here. And Bruce Carter, Jalen Smith. Jaylen Smith. Yeah. Some of it's injury. Some of it is you know Randy Gregory dropped out of the first round because of off the field stuff, and they they gambled there, and you know so that they that's how they'll treat the second round at times. You know, but I Kelvin I, Joseph last yeah, year. Yeah, with, but I think I think you made a great point the other day that, that of why. You know, it's also dangerous too. You do that when you're when you're covering your bases in free agency. Yeah. But they don't do that. Yeah. They're putting a lot of their eggs in the in the basket of this draft. Build through the draft. So that that being said, I don't know if you can be risky here in the second round. Great. You were risky last year in the second round, and I don't know if that that player is going to play for you anymore. I, no one knows that right now. Yeah. So I'm just saying this. I think if there is such a thing as a safe second round pick, I would do it. And usually. It's the offensive line, mm. usually in the second round. Yeah, yeah. That, that, take another guard. <sighs> no. Well, honestly, they do have to take another guard at some point because if this is the left tackle of the future, Tyler Smith, well, then who's going to play left guard? So I'm not saying mm. to get him in the second round, but if there's one in the fourth, I wouldn't be surprised. Do you think there's a scenario where they trade up today if to get a guy since they have so many? Day three picks, packaging something up and, and going up and, and getting somebody that's a Nicobe Dean or yeah, somebody like that. If it doesn't that. wipe you out for the third round, I'd consider it. They've done it before. They traded last time. Maybe they did. It was tank, you know, in twenty fourteen. Mm-hmm. Would they you go? Would you go four and a five with the two that you have? Four and a five to go up. Would yeah. that even get you up? No, I don't know. If it's it not would. getting you. Not to get into Nicobe Dean. Well, I don't. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I need <laughs> no, him. You got to trade. <laughs> But whole package. I mean, package. You'd, still, you'd still have three fifth-rounders left, which typically fifth round, you it's know, it's throwing year. darts, and, and they haven't had a good – I mentioned on our show, mm-hmm. Orlando was – Sikandrick was the last guy that really became a starter there. But they feel like that the real depth of the draft is is three through five because of the super seniors, because they probably have guys that would have been graded much higher in a previous year that are you know, maybe pushed down a little bit. But yeah, I, I wouldn't discount dipping in there and trying to. You have draft capital to move around if you want to. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's take one more, at least one more call before we get out of here. Chris, who we got? We got Jim in Pasadena. Jim, how are you? Fine, guys. How are you? Good, good, good. So I looked at tape uh, 
uh, uh, Tyler Smith. I think he's good. I think he's a mauler and dominant guy. I actually think he's better than Linderbaum. I looked at him against Michigan, and I, I think Tyler's a great draft. Obviously, he's got to be coached up. But my question to you is, is there a tight end in the draft that can give us a huddle like New England's Hernandez Gronk? And so that's my question. And, is, and if there is a tight end that can give us that, do you trade up for it? Good question. Are you looking at some guys? I, I think page 51 of our draft magazine is going to have some interesting names today. Um, I think four guys that they like. Um, Trey McBride, which might be a second rounder. Uh, Dolrich from UCLA, which is also, I think, a second rounder. And then maybe Ruckert and Otten in the third. Any of those guys come in for 30 visits? Um, I'm not 100% which apparently sure. That, apparently that doesn't, yeah, what does that mean? It <laughs> doesn't really matter this year because neither did uh, Tyler Smith, did he? No. But I, well, what I like about all three, four of these guys that I'm looking at, and they're almost identical in their in their size is six four, six five, all around two forty five, and I would think those guys can can be capable blockers. You That's know? the big one right there. Yeah. Can they help there? Because you know yeah. Dalton's going to help as a he's going to be a top option in the passing game. Yeah. So I I think I, I think tight end's going to happen here. Uh, maybe not in the second round, but but maybe in the third. I think that happens today, and I think they want to get a receiver. So stay offense and go tackle. I mean, go receiver and tight end. That's my prediction for today. All right. What do you think? I, I don't know. To answer his question, I don't see anybody in this draft <laughs> being able to grab somebody that's going to pair up with what you already have at the tight end position that's going to make a combination like Hernandez and, and Grunk. So let's go ahead and put that to rest. But in terms of being able to go grab somebody that can help block, you know, I've, I've had some conversations with Linda Wells, and I think that he's pretty confident with who he has in the room in terms of their ability to block. Um, but, you know, to that point, they still might add somebody. You know, obviously I'm always going to go through UW people, so Auden, Auden is uh, somebody I wouldn't be mad about. But it's like, what do you what do you need? You know, like I'm always looking at, like, necessities, whether it's sexy or not. What are the absolute necessities for this offense or for this and for this team? And I think that you still need a big man up front because we haven't re-signed any. We didn't. We didn't sign big man. Uh, what's um, Urban? Urban. Yeah. We didn't sign Urban. So you still need a, a big, you know, big nasty uh-huh. per se. You still need him. I don't know if these if they're if there's in this draft, right? Uh, but you still need somebody to have that type of presence. Um, and I still think that you need. You do need a receiver. Um, and then I think you still need DBs, man. I still think that you need DBs. You're in a league that is lining up. There's teams that are lining up with four, one or number two receivers, and you got to find a way to stop them. And you know, I don't think that you can have enough. You know, obviously we have uh, Diggs out there. He's doing his thing, and then you have a couple other, you know, Brown and a couple other guys. But you don't. To your point, you don't know if, if Joseph's going to be out there. There's a high probability he probably won't. You know, um, miss some time. Yeah. yeah. So you need to find somebody else that can step in and contribute at that position as well. Any parting words, Rob, before we get out of here? No, that's you brought up corner. I, that's that's another one. Like and and Jerry was asked yeah. Tuesday, you know, would that affect your draft preparation? He said no. Now they don't tip their hand on much of anything at the pre draft press mm-hmm. conference, but that'd be interesting to see if I mean you could say they don't have must, but there's a lot of positions that you could look at, and they could go with their with this route on second, third round, and say, "Oh yeah, yeah, that could work. That could work." I would say receiver stands out still to me though the most because you, because of Gallup's status, because even if he's back early mid September, 
training camp, how much you know he's going to be probably limited. So they need to address more of that position depth too. Is there? I tell you what, let's go around the horn before we get out of here. Last question for everybody. Start with you, Rob. Is there a position today that they would they they could draft that you would be like upset? Is there a position they do not need to address today? Quarterback and kicker and uh, uh, running back. Yeah, running back. You know, some of the, they would be upset. Huh? Not upset. I would they be. I would the, be puzzled. I would. You know. They got the A and M running back. Well, you know, I wouldn't be mad about. That. <laughs> I would. I'd be fine with with Mr. Spiller. I love that. But Dang. but I mean, that dude. Lose. They're not. Those are not musts. Those are not right. musts. And obviously, quarterback. Come on. You know. But right. That's not gonna happen. But uh, everything else is in play, right? I, I mean, like I said, a D line. Whether it's a. a a guy in the middle or a pass rusher on the edge, linebacker, you could talk me into safety corner. I mean, really, they, they could go in a lot of directions to help out Dan Quinn, no mm-hmm. doubt. Yeah. About you, Isaiah, anything anything you would not be on board with position-wise today? Tight end. Tight end, I'd be, I'd be kind of angry about that. Running back, I think that would be not a necessity. I think those are two positions that – don't need to be tended to right now based upon some of the decisions and people that you have in place. Um, Quarterback? Yeah, I mean, that's not – it's not, not happening. Not even in play. It's yeah. not even in play, yeah. But you, Nick? Yeah, I mean, the same with what they're saying. I mean, this team needs some help in a lot of areas. Yes. I mean, and so – and that's what that's what's going on with the league now. I mean, like, second contracts are – I mean, it, it, there's so much turnover now. So, it is, it is a lot of – I mean, even though you think, well, we're set now – I mean, look at like running back. Like we're set now. Well, next year, I mean, much. none of these running backs could be on the roster next yeah. year. Same with you tight know? end. Same with tight end. I, I mean, mean, see what happens with Schultz's deal right. if he gets a deal. Corner. Time. I mean, you know, Brown and Jordan Lewis may not yep. be here. Joseph may not. I mean, so like, so a position you think looks solid may not. In, yeah. And in, in that and and that's something that they are thinking of. You know, like a, a lot of fans and I, we have, there's some educated fans out there for sure. But sometimes they do get in Madden mode yeah. where they think it's all about this year and this year only, and they don't draft that way. They don't they don't make decisions that way. Yeah. Well, fellas, this was fun. Was fun. Thanks for having me, Nick Eatman, Isaiah Stanback, us, Rob Phillips. I'm Shannon Gross. Chris Beam. Thanks for uh, Beamer. Pulling all the buttons and hanging up on folks, but making it sound good anyway. William, thanks for having the live streams up so early in the morning after you were up here all night. We appreciate that. Day two of the draft in just uh, a few hours. Well, what, six hours from now? So uh, we'll see what happens, and I'm sure we'll have another one of these tomorrow. You do another one of these tomorrow, Nick? Uh, no, probably not. No, because we started Saturday. like 10 a.m. on Saturday. Yeah, early <laughs> well, day. So uh, happen. Yeah, this tomorrow will be the the draft. Show. Okay. Well, we hope you enjoyed this because this this lineup will probably never happen again. But <laughs> it was a lot of fun, and I enjoyed it. So cherish it. See ya. Yep. We will see you next time. Never. Bye. <laughs> you know, this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!